Hello and welcome to the Analytics FC podcast. I'm John McKenzie, Head of Content, and this week I spoke to Richard Battle, Founding Director of Leftfield Football Consulting. In our conversation, we talked about the processes of implementing data strategies within football, the importance of getting buy-in at the highest levels, and what the future of data in the football industry looks like. Here's what Richard had to say. Richard, hello. Thank you for coming on today. Good morning. Hi, John. Nice to meet you and thanks for having me. I always begin these interviews with a biographical question to help the listeners contextualise your career. So could you give us a brief overview of how you ended up as the founding director of Left Field Football Consulting? Yes, of course. So I spent nine years at Deloitte, a global professional services firm, predominantly in their sports business group, based up in Manchester and working with clients around the world in sports. Whilst doing that, I coached and scouted in my spare time and over time started to put together the professional side with the hobby side. That led me towards consulting for academies of a couple of Category 1 clubs and off the back of that went to work for Everton as Head of Analytics and Strategic Planning in their academy. Over two or three years that I was there, that evolved into the role of Head of Football Strategy And whilst there were a number of different projects which that role contributed to or oversaw, the principal one was the strategic development of analytics on the football side of the business. And in doing that, the kind of the the sheer scale of the opportunity that exists for clubs in that domain became apparent to me. And I left there a couple of years ago now to set myself up as a consultant with Left Field Football Consulting to help clubs and other organisations around the game make the most of that opportunity and and other strategic opportunities as well. When I prepare for these interviews, I do a little bit of research and I saw from your LinkedIn profile that you studied international business and French at university and spent a year abroad in Paris. How important would you say your degree was for your subsequent work in the football industry? So I think it depends how you look at it. Clearly a degree in international business and French isn't essential to work in football, but for me it's contributed hugely and and I still draw on it today in a number of different ways. The economics, the statistics, the predictive analysis that I was taught in a business context is equally, or many of the techniques from it are equally applicable to the world of football analytics. Similar is true of strategy and of business management As football clubs become larger organisations, the performance operation, the academy operations become bigger, then more and more the principles that we can learn from business become applicable and valuable to those environments. As regards the French, I still use it regularly. It allows you to get a a different window, a different perspective, perhaps on, on some conversations about the game globally but equally to kind of be able to read and consume information about the French game, which otherwise would be less accessible. As you mentioned there, you have a fairly unique insight into the football industry in as much as you've worked for a global consultancy at Deloitte and for a football club at Everton. How important were your experiences at Deloitte and Everton in terms of getting a good handle on the industry in general? Hugely important. Um, I suppose beyond those two, I know the industry as from personal interest as a fan, as a coach, as a scout, but combined they account for the first 10 years of my professional experience. Deloitte at a kind of macro industry level 
working on financial, commercial, strategic projects across geographies and with a range of different stakeholders like leagues, governing bodies, investors, potential investors, clubs. That gave me a lot in that regard. And then Everton at an operational level from a performance environment, a development environment, and being a part of that day in, day out. Ultimately, when you work with good people, experienced, forward-thinking people, then it's a great opportunity to learn from them wherever you are. So what does a regular working day look like for you now? It varies a lot. The vast majority of my time is taken up with client work, whatever project that might be. Equally, I invest my own time in developing the analytics infrastructure, the databases and the processes, which will underpin other client work in the future. So so it's really a mix of those two things. So the topic I want us to mainly focus on today is using data for strategic decision making in football. Much of the time, the assumption is that data is used within the football industry, primarily on the recruitment side, scouting players to bring into a club. But data is clearly applicable at every level of a club's operations. Do you think enough is being done by football clubs to harness the power of data? So is enough being done? If you look at it from the point of view of, are there significant improvements that could be made by deriving further insight from data? And would those insights be valuable? Then I'm very clear that the answer is yes. And therefore, there is much more that can be done. And because it's valuable, should be done. You talked about recruitment and scouting as the example of where a lot of focus is. Partly, I think a lot of focus there is because, A, it's interesting. B, there's a large volume of data. But also, C, where clubs spend their money is by and large on players. That applies to the vast majority of clubs across player wages and transfer fees. And therefore, getting those decisions right around recruitment, around sale, around contracting, around loans, around release, is a huge strategic imperative for clubs. So I think over time, a lot of analytics focus, a lot of analytics resource will be invested in that direction, albeit with player ideas, a small part of the bigger puzzle, which is squad management or squad evolution, whatever term you want to put on it. So how should data be used within the strategic operations of a football club? The clues in the question, it, it needs to be seen as strategic. It needs to have board level buy-in and a level of resource and commitment, which is commensurate to that. In many cases, we don't see that, particularly within clubs. For a long time now, there has been an increase in the number of data roles, data-focused roles within football clubs. And I think that's accelerated further over the last 12 to 18 months. But even so, I don't see the kind of the top level strategic buy-in. Those roles often sit within an individual department. I think ultimately having the right insights, having the right analytics comes down to knowing what are the decisions you want to affect, what information would help you to affect them, and what are the data, technologies, people, processes that you need to put in place to come to have that information to then affect those decisions for the better on a consistent basis. That undeniably requires investment, but when you look at the scale of the opportunity relative to the cost of the investment, I'm very clear that it provides value. One of the biggest questions within the data analysis industry is how to measure success. What are the sorts of KPIs that you think football clubs should be setting to judge themselves against? Each club will have its own view of what success is 
And that could be in a footballing sense. It could be in the context of financial sustainability. It could be from a point of view of what's its role in supporting its communities. It will need different KPIs across all of those. Equally, if we focus just on the footballing one, there will be clubs who aspire to win trophies. There will be clubs who aspire to qualify for European competition. There will be those who aspire to stay in the division they're in or get promoted to a higher one. And building bespoke KPIs is fundamental to getting that right. I think what we have a lot at the moment in football is descriptive analytics. We have a large volume of data, we have a large volume of KPIs, and it's not always clear which are the most important or which are the most telling. And for each club or each organisation to identify what are the metrics that matter um, to be able to measure those things themselves, but also to understand what are the metrics or KPIs which are predictive of future performance in those key metrics. That, for me, is crucial. Almost the, the shift from majority descriptive analytics to descriptive and predictive analytics. It's interesting hearing you talk about these KPIs like that because it suggests that as a club is successful, they are going to hit those KPIs and then the club is going to have to reassess where it's headed. Do you think football clubs are maybe sometimes a little bit too slow in reassessing its KPIs and making sure that it's constantly on the upward trajectory? Shifting the KPIs is relatively easy compared to constantly being at the cutting edge of what are the metrics that matter, what is predictive of future performance, and even if and when we understand that better, there's always a friction or a tension between winning today and winning tomorrow and how we invest our resources, whether it's time, whether it's money, to satisfy both of those things. I've got a question written down here, which is how much overlap is there between the use of data within football and the use of data within any other industry? Now, clearly, there's a lot of overlap there. So I think maybe the more interesting question would be, how can football learn from other industries in this regard? There's a bit around the strategic approach that that we touched on briefly earlier. It's completely normal in big businesses or even in kind of medium-sized businesses to see roles such as chief technology officer, chief data officer, chief information officer sat on the executive boards of organisations in football that's rare bordering on unheard of and when you look at a football organization from where it derives its value it would be completely normal that as and when those roles didn't come to exist they wouldn't be filled by people who oversaw the ticketing system and the fan engagement system and the hr system they would be filled by people who were experienced in managing the systems which provide the value for the business, which comes back to the point earlier about squad management and those key decisions around recruitment, contracting, sale, release, loans, etc. So I think a greater prominence on the board at a senior level by people with those skill sets and that experience is one thing football can take from business. I think another is the ability to become self-sufficient in deriving your own insights and in applying those own insights within your organisation. In football, we've become accustomed, I think, to data as a service, which 
won't go away, doesn't need to go away. I don't think there's no reason for clubs to capture all their own data. But insights as a service, I think, will diminish in value over time because there's only so much competitive advantage you can get if your decisions are being made on information which is commercially available and not bespoke to your own organisation and to your own way of seeing the game or, or the industry. One of the biggest problems for clubs who want to implement data into their strategic approach is that football clubs are often hundreds of years old institutions which weren't set up with any kind of future data infrastructure in mind. So how do you go about introducing data into a club's everyday operations? From an organisational perspective, football is fortunate in that whilst they're old, clubs are relatively small businesses in terms of their operational scale. Certainly when you compare them to banks or to airlines or to the big supermarkets. So that should, in theory, make implementation easier and more straightforward. Football clubs also tend to be populated by young people, people near the start of their careers with aspirations and ambition. I think those are the personalities that are drawn towards the game. Therefore, the scope for technology adoption would also seem to be greater perhaps than in some other industries. I think there's a greater challenge culturally, and I don't mean around training grounds and the kind of the often talked about tension between like the old way and the new way. I mean more at a at a high level, at a senior decision making level within clubs, because there's a disconnect between the investment in analytics and the return from it. We're not necessarily saying we're going to save you money or you're going to finish higher up the league but you might finish higher up the league for a lower investment or you might finish where you are for an even lower investment. But there's a disconnect there which makes it feel intangible between the initial outlay and the savings and or performance benefit that come back from it. And I think that's why adoption's been so slow in some quarters. Over time, that will diminish as examples become more common of clubs investing well and performing well off good analytics processes and information. And and when you look at the Premier League table, there are more of those to see than there used to be. You've also consulted for leagues. So what are the differences between implementing data strategies at club and league levels? So I think the main difference is the decisions that you're trying to affect. We've talked about in a club context, the importance of squad management. As a club, you're also looking at fan engagement. You're looking at merchandising. Leagues will look at some of those challenges, particularly around engagement, but they'll also focus more on right sales, perhaps, and less, much less in many instances, on squad management and player movement and player ID. So the kind of the principles of people, processes, technologies, data are consistent, but the decisions which you're trying to affect is where the biggest differences are. We're now seeing data strategies being applied at the level of individual players themselves. It's well known now that Kevin De Bruyne commissioned a bespoke report to help him in his contractual negotiations over the winter. Do you have any thoughts on this more granular approach to data usage in football? It's completely normal. I think it's a welcome development. When you look at the decisions that are being made and the financial implications of those decisions, the footballing implications of those decisions for clubs, the career implications for a player, to me it feels completely normal that a level of data is used to help inform those 
and to help put forward people's positions and help people to back up their arguments to get the outcomes that they want. The Kevin De Bruyne example clearly got a lot of publicity, which in itself suggests that it's either unusual or unusual for it to come into the public domain. I think we'll see that become much less surprising in future. Ultimately, the the success of doing it and the abilities of people sat on opposing sides of the table will come down to understanding what are the metrics that matter and knowing how that individual decision reconciles to their wider squad management strategy. A lot of the listeners of this podcast will be younger people looking to get into the industry in some way. And what I found so interesting about our chat is that you're suggesting that there's many different ways that people could enter the industry as a career, not just simply in the recruitment department. So do you have any advice for for those people who are maybe thinking of getting into the football industry, but have focused their efforts on the recruitment side of things so that they could have maybe a more general approach? It all comes down to the decisions. What, what are the decisions that clubs or football organisations will need to make and how can you help them improve those decisions? And I'd always be much more tempted to look at it from that perspective than I would in terms of specific skill sets or projects because the decisions change little over time. Technology will change a lot. The data that we have now is much less rich than the data we will have in five years' time, 10 years' time. So there's going to be huge changes, huge advancements in those areas, but the decisions they support will not change much. So if you focus on the decisions which you want to affect, the ways in which you can help organisations or people make better decisions more consistently, then that, for me, seems a natural way to think about your career and where you would like it to lead you. I always like to end these interviews with a question about the future. So what do you think the future looks like for data usage within the football industry? When we think about what I call the football side of football as opposed to the business side of football and and within that, the focus on recruitment, as we've talked about, and player evaluation, there's a common theme, a common way of looking at analytics across many industries, which kind of breaks it down into descriptive, predictive, prescriptive. In football I'm not sure we'll ever get to prescriptive for all the right reasons. We are now very heavily in descriptive. In time, we'll see a shift towards predictive analytics, in part because technologies in particular, AutoML, will make that much more accessible, in part because it can form such a valuable part of the recruitment conversation. So one part of what I see in the future is a shift to a greater focus on predictive analytics. The other part is an increase in the richness of data that we're able to look at. And in in the immediate future, that will be tracking data, which has existed for a number of seasons now for clubs playing in certain competitions. More recently, it's become scalable via the use of computer vision. When we can understand a game by looking at where a every player in the ball was 25 frames a second for 90 minutes and then supplementing that with tags for event data we get a much fuller understanding of what's happened on the pitch in data terms for that to be made the most of people and organizations need to become more tracking literate 
than they are at the moment. There is a greater volume of data to deal with. The questions that can be asked of the data are more wide-ranging. The techniques needed to analyse it are more complex, yet there will be value within there. And so we will see a shift, I believe, in that direction over years to come, over seasons to come, in terms of the extent to which clubs use and rely on tracking data. Well, Richard, it's been a real pleasure chatting. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. So that was Richard Battle, founding director of Leftfield Football Consulting. To find out more about Leftfield Football Consulting, visit their website at www.leftfieldfc.com. We'll be back next month with another interesting guest, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and check out all the content that is going out from Analytics FC on our Twitter account, at Analytics FC. Goodbye.